What's up, Internet? You're tuning into this week's episode of Nintendo Noise, Slipscreen Games' weekly Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Miss Sierra Plus Ultra. hey Yo, bud. So, you're back. Yes. We've had Switch rumors every week. You haven't been here, but now that you're back back, the, the, real, the real big dog has come out. And that is, I'm not going to bury the lead. The Switch 2 has been delayed, everybody. And we are sad. We are here to see you through these tough feelings. We're all going to have a little support group right now and cry we're our tears. We're going to process this together. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get through this together as a, as a podcast community. Because uh, if you've been following along, right, of course, Nintendo Switch's successor, I'm just going to keep calling it the Switch 2 until they tell me not to because, you know, I, I, we got to save some time here. Switch 2 is supposed to come out late this year, Q4, right? If, if all of the rumors and all the reports that have been made are to, be, are to be believed, the console was originally slated for the end of this year, right? Now, the new word on the street, and it's unfortunately been corroborated by several sources that you can trust, is that the Nintendo Switch 2 has been delayed to Q1 of 2025. Uh, so we'll, I'll, I'll break it down for you in case you haven't been keeping up and you want to get the broad strokes. The story original, originally breaks about a week ago. A Brazilian games journalist named Pedro Enrique uh, Luti Lipe is how I think you say those last two. Uh, and again, I apologize. Portuguese, not 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 my uh, my most familiar language. So apologies if I messed that up there, Pedro. Uh, but he broke the story that Nintendo uh, was is is now looking to release the console early 2025, uh, but still within the 2024 financial year, right? So if you're not familiar with how financial quarters work, the end of a financial year ends in March. Right. So what we generally consider Q1 is the actually the end of a financial year. And then you start that next year and run through through the end of that next uh, winter period. So to Nintendo, right, when, you, when you're talking about financials and shareholders and all that, releasing it in the fall versus in March is ostensibly the same thing when you're ta- talking about like, your projected earnings for the year and kind of what your company's expected profits are going to be and everything like that. There's not you know, a major difference between those two things on paper, right, to them. Uh, obviously, there's the, you know, you're missing out on the holiday season and, you know, that that opportunity. But, you know, as we've talked about before, the Nintendo Switch continues to sell and continues to sell at full price despite being seven years old. Uh, the idea that they would want to get one last holiday season out of it rather than pushing the new console that will sell probably just as well in March, which is what they did with the Switch. It, it, it's not, it's not crazy when you break it down, right? So before I get into the rest of the, the reporting and the corroboration, like, what was your initial reaction to this new Sierra? I remember seeing the rumors start to break on social media, and I was like, no way. No fucking way. <laughs> no way. And I was like, all right, let's, let's wait and see. And when I saw, like, two or three days later, BGC reports. I'm like, here we go. Yep. <laughs> it's real. It's like I and... saw I saw Pedro's report and I was like, oh no, this is probably right, right? Like a bunch of these leaks keep coming from Brazil, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, ah, like I mean, it seems like there's somebody from Nintendo Brazil that's just giving this information yeah. out. So come to Brazil, more like Brazil is coming to us at us <laughs> with with many leaks. 
and then, yeah, then, like you said, you see VGC, you see Bloomberg, you see your, <laughs> like, ah, oh, damn, okay. Gosh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, at first, I mean, now it makes sense. I mean, either way, it would have made sense if they wanted to do it for the holidays or for yeah. Q1. But at first, my initial reaction was like, really? Really? After, like, like you look at the schedule for the year, and I'm like, you will have nothing. <laughs> like, if you're if you're cool with that, I'm cool with that. But I'm just making sure y'all are aware of this, that you have, like, <sighs> no big IP or titles planned for, like, the latter half of the year, to our no to our knowledge. And it's like, I gotta, I kind of feel like they won't now, right? Because it's like, so, so, uh, Max and I just did an episode on the Flip Screen Games podcast where we talked about all the games that are coming up for the rest of this year. If you want to go hear us talk about that, we, we broke down kind of the rest of the release calendar. We had Mario and Donkey Kong just come out, right? Like this week. Princess Peach, uh, Showtime's next month. We have Luigi's Mansion in the summer. And then we have, um, there's one other one, right? They have like one other release that i think i'm not thinking of you are absolutely right and i'm not remembering <laughs> Ooh man is tomb raider gonna be on nso or is that like a standalone release that is a standalone release okay but not really like a huge and not like a nintendo big ip uh, there's a, yeah there's another nintendo right. thing that i i think i can't think of right now but it's fine i don't need to tread water trying to think of it yeah. um point being Oh, it's the Mario Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. That's what mm. it is. That's what mm. it is. So you've got you've How got things, right? Like it's like Princess Peach is kind of a not known quantity quality, right? Like quantity right now. Right. If it comes out and it hits, then like great. That's your big original game this year. Everything else is like a re-release or, you know, or or like something minor. And it's tough because it's like they've had off years like that where it's like, yeah, it's fine, right? Like new people buy the console, they buy the Mario Kart bundle, they get Tears of the Kingdom and all these other games they haven't played before. And the people that are already in the market, right? Like we already own the device. We'll buy one or two games and that's really all they need us to do for the year, right? Like it's like they can afford to have a slower year with Switch rather than pushing out a new console and feeling like they don't have the library to support it. And then having to like have that narrative be the thing that they're dealing with. I guess I get that. I think it's better to be like the eighth year of our very successful console that we never gave a price cut that we never did this, that this, that is having a slow year is a much better narrative to deal with than our brand new console. That's supposed to be the future has a slow year is like, obviously totally. that's, but it doesn't feel great for us you know it's like i'm sitting here like man i am so ready for new hardware even if you don't have a ton of games like i just want something fresh at this point and ah yeah it's, it's a bummer it's definitely I a know. bummer yeah we've just been there's just been speculation for so long about this newer model and a lot of people um who maybe like by some divine miracle still have their launch switches <laughs> like those those units are finally kicking the bucket and they're like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> so it's like, now you got to wait a little longer. If that was what you wanted to, if that was your plan, you were going to buy the Switch 2 and just hold out. Yeah, and I think especially like if you're one of the people that like the Switch is your primary platform, it's like you don't have a ton to look forward to this year. And like, you know, I think that's, it's it's a shame, right? Because it's like, yeah. you know, last year was such a banger. I, I almost, you, you kind of sit there and think like, man, like if you were going to delay it, why did you put all those games? Like, why did we put out Mario RPG and WarioWare and uh, Mario Wonder within like 
weeks of each other. Like that could have been like Mario could have come out this year. I know. You know, and, it, and that and that could have been that could have been the big game in in you know March or whatever, right? Like, and I yeah. don't know. Like it's it's it feels like a bummer that there isn't like all those big titles I was looking forward to. And it's like, I got through them all. And now I'm like, well, what am I going to be doing on switch this year? And I, I don't know what the answer is, you know? Totally. Oh no. It's the year of the backlog. This is my, it folks. This is right. your time. We're going to have to get real creative with topics on this show this year. I was like, I was literally saying to uh, Max and Steve the other day, I was like, man, like that new switch, like, you know, we're going to have so much to talk about on Nintendo. It's going to be great. And I'm like, Oh no. Fuck. All right. Oh, I know. We're playing some games, everybody. We're playing some games. Name that My Nintendo, Nintendo backlog back. every week. <laughs> we'll do a new to me segment where we'll go back and play NES games, you know? And be like, yeah. All right, let's review those. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let me let me tell you about the rest of the reporting that came out. So Bloomberg uh, followed up right after Pedro's initial report, and uh, they said that Nintendo is advising uh, publishers and, and development partners that the their next generation console is now going to be delayed into the early months of 2025. They said that uh, the earliest that they should expect it is March 2025, right? Um, if you do believe Pedro's report that it is going to still be within this financial year, that would theoretically be the latest that it could come out. But if you have Nintendo saying that's the earliest, then... Maybe they don't care if it makes it this financial year, which, again, when you add the context of them being the richest company in Japan, <laughs> it's a flex. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's fine. They can have a slow year. And I think it's worth pointing out that, like, one of their big cards they could play this year is a price cut for the Switch. They've never cut the price of it. They could easily cut the price now. And that could be their way to be like, let's sell through the stock that we have. Let's give it one last big push and, and have a nice big vanity number before we move on to the next you know, uh, skew, right? And then when the new one comes out, you still have the original hardware at this more attractive price that you could jump in at. Worked with the 3DS for a couple of years, right? When the Switch was out, so why not? Yeah. So uh, after that report, we had an additional uh, corroboration from both VGC and Eurogamer that were like uh, independent reports that had independent details. They corroborated what had already been reported and then added more to the story. So uh, from VG, or I'm sorry, from Eurogamer, uh, Eurogamer's understanding is, like I said, that uh, the reason that they did this is, uh, and again, I, I should say this, Eurogamer has also heard that it will still be within this financial year. So that would be putting us again in that, probably that March timeline. Uh, their understanding is that the reason that this has happened is to ensure that they'll have a, a, a really, really high quality launch uh, lineup that has as many games as possible that does uh, tie back to a report that Steve and I talked about a couple weeks ago where they had uh, you know reportedly been working with a couple third-party developers uh, to create um, partnerships that they would come and work on Nintendo IP and that they were in uh, like very very deep conversations with at least two or three developers so um, that could be you know, maybe some of those conversations fell through or maybe they've agreed to them and they want to give them time to work on projects that they can then announce closer to, you know, it's it, it, based on what we've heard. It's another thing that lines up with, you know, what we uh, think we know about the. Right, right. <laughs> so then VGC also added uh, that 
they had uh, heard from publishing sources and like a bunch of third party people that Nintendo had told them about this delay as well. Right. So it's like we went from kind of it being a rumor to now we have publishers piping up and saying like, yeah, this is what's happening. Right. And it's something that they were only informed about within the last week or so. Right. So again, right. Like it, it seems like this is a decision that's been made recently, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and there was also, of course, the, the report that you and I talked about two weeks ago. Steve and I talked about it again last week that there was supposed to be a direct within the next couple weeks. Uh, we had Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb talk about the fact that they had allegedly delayed that uh, in response to Xbox's presentation that we talked about last week. And that, um, you know, that may or may not happen in the next couple weeks. You know, we're, I guess jury's still out on that, but... Um, I certainly would, wouldn't expect any hardware conversation anytime soon. We, oh, yeah. we might hear about some more software, but uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting and and a bit concerning. You know, like I I think like obviously for Nintendo, it is what it is, right? But like I do I do wonder, you know, like how hungry we've been for news last year in a year when we had all these games to play is like what is the pulse going to be for the nintendo community this year when we don't have much to to talk about and look forward to especially when a lot of those big releases are re-releases right if you're somebody who's super dialed in you've probably played a lot of these games before right totally like how are they going to retain engagement like everyone's just gonna be like oh well the switch 2 is coming like i'm good like uh I know, like, I, I like I joked earlier, like, it, it could be a backlog year, but, like, they're, the, the titles that are going to be coming out this year, like, aren't, like, big, like, they're not Zeldas, they're not Metroids, so, like, it's it's going to kind of be one of those, like, it is what it is type yeah. things. Yeah. And, and I think, like, you and I talked about it a little bit, where, like, I think there are cards they can play, right? We had um, a write-in from Sierra on the Discord uh, who wrote in and, and asked, uh, what's next for NSO? Right. And I think that's an interesting one that like I don't think that they're gonna bring GameCube games to, to Nintendo Switch online, but I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if we saw maybe some leveraging of like some of the bigger games that haven't come out yet, like stuff like Pokemon, right? Like I yeah. remember when like red and blue and gold and silver uh came to 3DS and that was like treated like it was a major release, even though it was just a re-release of these classic games right so, it's just roms <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it's just roms <laughs> but like that's something that like they could do and it could be like this is a big moment this is the thing everybody's talking about it gives it keeps us in the conversation for a month like that they have little crazy. cards they can play like that but imagine de- the delay of the switch 2 is what finally gets us gen 1 and 2 on nso <laughs> that'd be so fucking ridiculous <laughs> just in time for us to move Happy to the accident. next console yeah 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 exactly i guess Um, that'll be interesting too is like does nso have continuity to the next console and everything and it's like you'd like to think so based with like on everything they've said but it's like man i just don't know i just don't know how is that gonna work (sighs) yeah you you want to imagine that it's going to be a seamless transition there right that like you'll just be able to log in with your switch account and all that stuff will carry over but totally i don't know it's like it's it's definitely like something I think is uh is like it's it's tough to imagine what other things they can do this year to keep the people they already have engaged and I guess I guess 
like there's an argument to be made that they just don't have to right and that like we already own a console they've already gotten us to buy a bunch of games and if we're dissatisfied for a year is that gonna ultimately affect them right and it's like that doesn't feel good but i i don't know that that's not the answer right where it's like like are you gonna get so disgruntled that there weren't more than four games the last year of nintendo switch that you don't buy a nintendo switch too no right no like, totally but so what do they have to lose exactly i just wonder if like people will be like mm, i'm gonna wait and see like what like like they're gonna like reallocate their budget to save for like launch titles versus like pick up anything new this year that's i mean that's where my head is at i'm like what do they have planned? <laughs> what are they going to scramble to do? And then what do they have planned that will make this such a colossal launch that like, I'm like, fuck, am I gonna have to pick up like, like a Mario and a Zelda and a Donkey Kong and a Pokemon? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question, right? Like if, if the goal here is to like hold on onto these titles so that they have like a really banger launch lineup. Um, I guess, I guess maybe that's part of the equation is like, Hey, like we'll get your money next year. Right? Like, <laughs> We'll get it next year. We'll be waiting, twiddling our thumbs. Yeah, it's like fair enough. You know, it's like I, I, I guess I get that. I, I can see that that logic and that like we're already on the hook. What the what do they need from us? They're gonna get an NSO subscription. We'll each buy one of these four games, right? Like I'm gonna get probably Paper Mario or Princess Peach, right? So it's like, oh yeah, they'll get their hundred and twenty dollars from me, and and that's all exactly. they need, right? And like they they're worried about selling. Mario Kart bundles and stuff while they still can, like while they're getting still good, you know. Totally. Do you think the price is gonna drop? Do you think so? Now that we know that like the Switch isn't coming out for the holiday season, do you think they're gonna like like one last time? Let's charge as much as we can for the Switch. We'll keep the base price holiday season, and then it drops after the release. Or like, what do you envision? <sighs> I think that's a really interesting question because I think one of the things I've seen people talk about is. Does Nintendo run the risk of having a slowdown this year, right? Because the Switch hardware is old and the games that they have coming out are, even if they're quality, right? They're not exciting marquee titles. They are re-releases of classics or entries in smaller series, right? Or or like a new game that's an unknown quantity with this Princess Peach thing. That, that could come out and yeah. set the world on fire. I'm kind of worried that it's going to fall more on the like Yoshi's Woolly World, Kirby Star Allies part of that kind of bell curve, right? Where it's like a Same. okay game that, you know, if you have a kid that saw the Mario movie and really likes Peach, maybe they'll get into it, but maybe it doesn't necessarily set the broader Switch audience on fire. Yeah, that's the vibe I get. It's not really being marketed like a like a Mario Odyssey. <laughs> It's right. like a, hey, here's a peach game. <laughs> and I, I think if that's where we're at, where those are the games you have to look at, if if sales slow down, right, then I think maybe you do pull that trigger, right? If you hit a point where, okay, we're not meeting sales targets, we're, you know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about how they were, they set a sales record for the highest number of units sold for a console of its age in Japan just in December or whatever, right? So it's right. like, Right now, there's not a lot of pressure for them to drop the price because the thing has continued to sell. The demand has continued to be high. But if this is the first year where, okay, maybe the market is too saturated now and there aren't a bunch of people that are eager to go buy the Mario Kart bundle and get in at that ground floor as a new user, 
And because there isn't a bunch of attractive new software, it's not, you know, motivating people to buy or it's not motivating the existing user base to spend like we have in recent years. Then I think that's when maybe you entertain the idea of a price cut now because there is an opportunity for you to kind of artificially inflate those numbers again and inject more interest into the product. And I mean, yeah. like, they've been selling this thing at a profit for seven years. The, the profit margins on it have got to be insane at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so the idea that they could cut it by even 50% is like probably not unheard of, right? By the end of the 2DS's life cycle, there was a version that was like $80. Yeah, um, yeah. So the idea that you could like knock the OLED switch down to like 250 and then have the base model at 200 I think that's really attractive and I could definitely see that being a thing that motivates people that have been on the fence to buy or like families that have a multiple switch household to buy another one for a younger kid that's maybe now kind of aged into video games, something like that. And I think that's probably where they think they're going to make their money the most this holiday season is through bundles and through, you know, um, selling to new players and younger people and uh, and stuff like that rather than, you know. Like, is the hardcore gamer that doesn't own a Switch in its eighth year going to pick it up? Probably not, right? You probably already own it, and yeah. you're probably already in. So I think unless that market pressure materializes, I don't think they'll drop the price, and I think they'll probably wait until the Switch 2 comes out. And then maybe the Switch 2 comes in at, like, 350 maybe $400. That's what Steve seems to think. And then we see the switch become the more budget option. Right. And it's like, yeah, right. it, still, it still plays a good percentage of the games. They just don't play as well. Or maybe all the games for the first two years are cross platform. And it's that kind of thing. You know, totally. um, I think right now though, with like the switch, not showing signs of slowing down and them feeling so bold about it that they're like, screw it. We'll push the console back a whole quarter is like, they got to be pretty confident. It's going to keep selling. Otherwise yeah, they wouldn't do that's this. wild. Alternatively, I've talked to like a couple people who like have made up their minds like no matter what happens, I'm not getting the new switch. They like they really don't see any reason for them to upgrade. Their concern is like getting something like in their budget. Like they just they just want a, their switch to work. <laughs> like like they don't care about specs. So like that would be like a prime customer for like holiday season if they so yep. decide to drop the price. People will flock to that. People will be crazy about that. Definitely. But that's if they decide to do that. I mean, you think about like what an incredible library the Switch has and like how much um, their value there is in that that system. You know, we, we talk about this all the time where it's like most people are not like us. Like we're weirdos, right? Like, <laughs> read about video games and do a video game podcast and buy multiple consoles and want to get games day and day. Like most people are not like that. I know, Pete, can you believe that? I can't just talk to everyone I meet about video games. It's it makes socializing very difficult. It really does. <laughs> and especially because, like, there's nothing that's worse for me than when, like, I'm socializing with other adults. And then, like, some person's like, oh, you play video games? Like, here's my husband. He plays video games. And it's like, what do you play? Call of Duty. <laughs> I know. I got nothing for you, brother. Have fun in the war zone. Like, like I meet people and they're like, I play Fortnite. I'm like, oh. Good. Great. <laughs> Have fun. But it's also like, I got nothing to say to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. You know, I, I think, like, that's the thing you have to keep in mind with some of these decisions. And we talk about this so much about, like, 
why would they do that? Why would they do this? Like, I remember someone writing into the POTS cast back in the day and being like, I can't believe they're putting out the Switch Lite. This product's going to be a total flop. Who's this for? This <laughs> all these features. And it's like, it's just not for you. That's fine. And I yeah. think that's like where we're at, where it's like the Switch is clearly for like everybody. It is penetrating in a way that like very few consoles do where like the way the Game Boy did, the way the Wii did. And like Nintendo would be crazy to walk away from that before they can maximize every dollar they can get out of it, especially at a time where they have nothing to lose. They're sitting on a huge war chest of billions and billions of dollars, right? 11 billion yen, uh, which I mean, in USD is it's like it's like two or three billion dollars or something like that. that they're, just, they're just sitting on. No debt. Right. New console is ostensibly already done. Right. It's like they have all these killer games in development. Like of all of the platform holders, like they're in probably the strongest position by a lot right now. Right. There's all this conversation about, you know, PlayStation's margins aren't good enough and Xbox is spending all this money and they're still in third place. And like Nintendo is doing what they do and staying the course and it's working. And like, yeah. I get them not wanting to rock the boat too early and like the idea that like they're concerned about people moving over to the new platform you know they want to see that continuity of the community like having a strong launch lineup of a lot of games that are hard to ignore and having like a few games that are like there's a game for everybody on this list i mean that's the way that they're going to ensure that it works right and it's you, right. you know we, i i make this point all the time steve disagrees with me but it's exclusives that sell hardware. It's games that you can only play or that play the best on the new hardware that's going to motivate people to buy. And to your point, there are so many people that don't care about specs, that don't care about fidelity and all that stuff. They care about experiences and they care about software. And I think even the people that care about specs and fidelity and all that stuff were motivated by games to play, right? Like yeah. if there aren't those games that you want to pick up day and date, you're just not gonna. And, yeah. you know, I think for a lot of people that picked up the Switch late, they're not going to be motivated to switch over. It is going to be the people that got it day one, got it year one, year two, who are already deep in that ecosystem that are going to be ready to jump over and start evangelizing the new device. And, you know, I I hope that uh, they can keep us on the hook enough this year that, like, the excitement that there is for the console right now they can maintain for an entire year like that is yeah. where you know and granted if it comes out and it's exciting we'll all get hyped up again and be frothing at the mouth for it and maybe they're just that confident but oh yeah there is that I, question i know because like right now we all can only envision like a fraction of what they could offer with like an upgraded switch yeah because that's the thing right it's like so much of our like what we want in our prognosticating is about what we already have. And like, that's not Nintendo's thing, right? Like there's going to be elements yeah. that we can't, <laughs> I never thought there would be a, a thing where I could feel how many ice cubes were in my glass, right? Like that's the type of feature I couldn't predict. Right. So it's yeah. like, I just want to have something to like talk about with it already. Like, I want to know what it is. Like, is it, is it just another switch? Is it going to be, you know, is there going to be an X factor or a gimmick or something else? Like, I just, I just want something. Give me something, Nintendo. I know. You know? Just like a little nugget of information, anything. Just a little nug. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we're going to, we're going to talk about what has happened with Nintendo stock in response to this news, because 
I think that has been a, a big headline this week, and it's one that I think this is kind of the story I'm interested in seeing unfold over the rest of the year. Is like they've made this announcement now that we know, or they haven't really. It, this announcement is leaked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know that we we think we know this is what's happening. What does that do now? What does that do to Nintendo's rep? What does that do to the optics of Nintendo who are riding so high and kicking so much ass that you got to imagine that, you know, um, that's that's the concern, right? Is like, can they keep this momentum when they don't have a Tears of the Kingdom or a Mario Wonder to put out this year? If they don't have new hardware, if they don't have directs to get us hyped for what comes next because they don't want to tell us what comes next yet. What does that what does that do for them, right? What does that do for the perception of the company right now as uh as being as as strong and um you know like stable as they are right now? Like they're in a can't miss uh kind of lane right now. And yeah, I guess that's the question is are they gonna fumble the bag as they have in the past? So We'll talk about that in a minute, but before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of February. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hassemeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snacky Go, Steve Stompy, Susan Likes Cats, and also Boobies, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash games. You're all the real, the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. Remember, if you want to go check out some of those sister shows, like the Flip Screen Games podcast, where Max and I talked all about all of the releases coming out this week, uh, you can go check those out and a lot more by heading over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find all the places we are all over the web, all the ways you can get involved. Whether you want to write into the show, uh, hit us up with a main topic, however you want to get involved to show your support. You can head over there and click on some stuff, and it won't cost you a pretty penny unless you want to go above and beyond to show your support over on Patreon.com, just like all those fine folks did. However you choose to get involved to show your support, thanks for tuning in to another episode. So, this is kind of now the financial wrinkle, right, of, of how things are, are playing out. And I saw this headline making the rounds a lot uh, with, I think, a lot of sensationalism uh, applied to it. And I thought it would be worth parsing through it for the folks. Because Nintendo shares last week, ahead of this report, that the Switch had been de- our Switch Two had been delayed, uh, hit an all-time high uh, in like the, the history of the company. So uh, they were at uh, eight thousand eight hundred and seventy-four yen per share, which comes out to fifty-nine USD. I'm not going to do the conversion to euros and all that. I apologize. Yeah, fifty-nine American. Uh, so you know about the price of what a video game used to cost. And uh, last week. After the reveal that the the device was going to be delayed, uh, they had a pretty large uh, drop down to uh, about $56 a share, right? Which is still high, right, by Nintendo standards for how much the, the shares usually go for. It's not to say that they, like, plummeted to a point where it's like, oh, no, Nintendo's in trouble. They went from a historically all-time high point to slightly lower than a historically all-time high point, which, yeah. you know, a 5% drop like that is not uh, insignificant, but it's also in the context of it being a company that has 11 billion yen in reserves and, you know, has uh, a new product on the way and, like, you know, there's going to be that new theme park opening up in Florida next year. Like, they have a lot coming um, that I think they can hang their hat on and they can feel confident that, you know, this year is is not the make or break for them. But 
you know, it it definitely is very interesting to see like all of these rumors that we've been talking about the last two weeks, like kind of, I mean, almost artificially, right? Inflating that interest in the company to this all-time high because it shows how much excitement there is in the market for this device that like even just the the rumors of it are driving their stock up to a historical high point when they've, you know, for most of their history as a, a at least since they've been in games, right? Um, they've been an extremely profitable, extremely successful company. Um, that says a lot about the position of strength that they're in right now and how, you know, Obviously, they have some room to rest on their laurels, but we've seen how that's played out for other companies in the past, right? You've seen how that played out. I mean, even with them, right? With the Wii to the Wii U or with PlayStation and PS2 to PS3. Like, I think sometimes when you get overconfident, like, that's when you start making mistakes, right? And, like, hopefully this is a conservative move that they're making to try to avoid something like that, but... I, I I do worry, you know, it's, it feels like now is the time to release while the iron's hot, but also like, I'm not an economist. I get, I get the idea of wanting to make as much money as you can make while the making's good, but I don't know. It's like, it feels like a bit of a gamble to me. I know Just, that's why It's so shocking that the switch will be pushed <laughs> the new switch. Um, I don't know much about stocks. I mean, to me, I'm looking at that. I'm like, that's not so bad. But like, it's not, it's not so it, bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. But I mean, it makes a statement. It's, it's a like, big drop in a couple days, right? Like it's a little ding in the the giant fortress that is Nintendo. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. It's like it feels like a chip in the in that armor that it's like, yeah, we're yeah, you know, we're king shit right now. We put out two <laughs> game of the year contenders last year. We got all this money we're sitting on. We cannot do any wrong except delay this product. Yeah, it just goes to show they're not infallible, but I mean, they're probably scrambling now to figure out what to do, and they're going to be fine, probably. But yeah, it's interesting to see how this manifests and then how this is reflected back into their market value yeah, for the it's year. De- it's definitely not a cause for concern, right? Like, they could not make a dollar this year, and they'd still be fine. But yeah, there there is that, I don't know, there is that, like, worry, right? Where, like, when you know that they have been talking about the concern they have of not being able to keep things moving and there being this kind of slow and momentum that they've built with the switch. And I, I don't know. It's like, I, I can see both sides of it, but there is a, a it, it rings a little strange to me to be concerned about losing momentum and then being like, let's pump the brakes. Right. Like no, for totally a year. Right. Or the gears is it not a year. It's really only a couple months, but I know, but like, what if it's like, okay, we realize we're not really changing too much with the switch and we're going to bump the, the bump the price so much. So we need to make sure that like the new titles for this launch are fucking stacked. Yeah. Cause we I think need. That's true. Yeah. So and, and, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. And you know, but like, I think it, I think it does really speak. And I, I got to tell you, I, between a comment we got on last week's Slip screen games and this, I'm so ready to argue with Steve about exclusives again. Because it's like, <laughs> what do you mean exclusives don't matter? They delayed the fucking console so yeah. they can have more games on it. Like that, that speaks no, loudly, man. That it's like, yeah, they clearly see that having a game like Breath of the Wild at launch and then Mario Odyssey in the back half of the year and all the stuff that came out in between then, like 
that was a huge part of the Switch's success was that like, and I think we yeah. all remember that period where you were hungry for stuff to play on Switch and you were you were hype. Any fucking game that came out, right? We're all like, let's play Blaster Master Zero and Snake yeah. Ass because they're out, right? Like, you can see why the idea of like a Switch 2 where it's like, we've got a Mario, we've got a Zelda, we got a Donkey Kong, we got a Fire Emblem, we got, you know, Pokemon. Like, that's probably the, the you know, the cadence that they want to be hitting and they want to be able to be like, whatever the thing is that you need for this to be the game you're going to, you know, the next console you're going to buy, like, we want to have it or we want to have it on the horizon, at least. Pokemon will run good by this console. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard through the grapevine that Game Freak disappointed by the reaction to No, yeah, I was like, all right, great. I listened so last week, I was like, mm, yeah. At least a game that wow. works this time. That'd be super cool. And it's like, I don't know, like, you think about what are some of the other big cards, right? Like, I, I like, you know, it seems crazy to think about it already, but like, what is going to be the next like Animal Crossing and all that kind of thing, right? Like, we know there's going to be the Mario Kart Nine in the next, you know, couple of years. It's like the idea that you want to try to make sure those things are teed up as close as you can, so that those first three years are just banger after banger is like it. Ma- it makes sense, you know. Yeah, I get it. Um, but man, like going into eight years of switch and i'm like i just i'm so ready for something new and i felt that way last year and like the games they had were so strong that i ended up being like "Ah, i could wait but now i'm like oh no i don't another another one another full year without it you know just feels tough you know like i was ready for a new one like two years ago you know totally and I like it's not like they've been intentionally like leaking like shit has been moving along with this new switch but like it's been a while now and so I feel like it's just like a little now it's like encroaching on like weird territory it's like okay what's the hold up now um so you know understandably all of us are a little weirded out (laughs) yeah I just I just want I just want some news I just, even if they just gave me like what they did with the, hey, the NX, you've heard about it. It's in development. We're going to talk about it at some point. Like, I just, I just want to hear them with their dirty little mouths telling me that some <laughs> of this is true. All right. I'm sick of having to go to Jeff Grubb and Bloomberg and all these. <laughs> give me, just give me something, Nintendo. Give me something. Yeah. Or our boy Pedro is doing yeah, the Lord's man, work Pedro's over here. Fucking giving me crumbs to survive <laughs> on. Thank you. We want to no, hear from like, the please. Nintendo horse's mouth, please. <laughs> <laughs> not that fucked up horse from one two. Everybody's one two switch. Not that guy because he's creepy. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> we we want the we want the main corporate horse, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I know. I think this is. Uh, we have to get some sort of news before June. It's just like just some acknowledgement any anything Man, I hope it's time so. i really hope so but at this point i'm not holding my breath i think uh, i'll tell you what uh my my goal on this podcast is to not talk about another switch Two rumor until we get something from the horse's mouth at this point but okay we'll see good luck well good luck right <laughs> next week nintendo switch 2 oh we're gonna talk about it again i don't know it is every week with these motherfuckers <laughs> so what i need from you dear listener is i we got to come up we got to come up with some some fun evergreen topics for us to fill the gap this year because man nintendo ain't gonna fill it for me so 
I need you, you know, you want me to, we want some more name that Nintendo noise. Do we want to, you want to do some more tier lists? You tell me. Cause I, you know, I got about what we got. We're uh 52 weeks in a year. We're what? Six in. So I got like 40 plus episodes. I got a program this year. So <laughs> give me, hit me with your best shot. Everybody. What do you want to hear us talk about? Cause... We should all design our own switch too and come to the show <laughs> and be like, this is. Well, We'll like hire somebody that like does like those like fake mock-up leaks and yeah. each of us can give him bullet points. Like, Here's our bullet points. Now you go away and draw what this what our switch looks like. I'm gonna make such a fucked up looking guy. <laughs> uh that or we gotta start our super monkey ball two cover bands here. I think that's, that's our yes. next step. We gotta fill we gotta fill these fill these gaps somehow. But Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Nintendo Noise. Make sure you write in and let us know how you're feeling. Are you are you reeling from this news that the Switch 2 has been delayed? Are you okay with it? You got enough to play until 2025? I want to hear from you because I know last year, big year, big backlog year this year, maybe not the worst thing for some people. So if I want to hear from you folks. Are you dying for the next Switch or are you okay with that March 2025 date? And, uh, if if we're not going to talk about it for the next year, what? Give me your pitch for your dream episode of Nintendo Noise, and I'll tell you what, dear listener, I'm going to make it happen. You know, if you need me to put together <laughs> some wacky little game, I'm gonna I'm gonna fulfill your sick fantasies, you weirdos. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I love you all very much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Remember, if you want to show your support, head over to flipscreen.games. Find links to all the places you can get involved, all the sister shows, all the discords, all the patreons, all that good stuff. However you choose to get involved and show your support, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of, of Nintendo Noise. For the crew, I've been Pete. She's been Sierra. We'll see you next week.